your Locked On Flames, your daily podcast on the Calgary Flames. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Locked On Flames. I'm your host, Jess Belmosto, and today's episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. Head on over to rockauto.com today and find all the parts your car or truck will ever need and make sure you put Locked On in their How Did You Hear About Us section so they know that we sent you. And today's episode, we are continuing our breakdown of the season. We're almost at the end, and of course, we're going to talk about the playoffs as well and the situation that unfolded in Winnipeg last night and the discourse around the hit on Josh Evans. So make sure that you are following and subscribed to Locked on Flames. It's free. I like free stuff and I'd appreciate your support and you'll never miss an episode. And of course, you get to hang out with me five days a week, which, um, you know, I think that sounds pretty fun. But, uh, you know, let's get into this. So, last night was game one of the Winnipeg and Canadian series, and the Canadians won 5-3. They came out scoring, like, they came out like bandits in there, like bull in china shop, you know, scoring two goals within the first uh, five and a half minutes, which is insane, Um I don't really know (laughs) if any of us kind of expected Montreal to obviously make it past the first round, but then to manage to roll over, you know, Connor Hellebuck like that. But he, Connor Hellebuck did not look like himself last night. I think it probably had to do with the nine days off. And we know that in hockey time, too much downtime is bad. But when you have downtime after a series sweep that went to overtime on multiple occasions, you kind of need that rest. You need your body to recover, obviously rehydrate. I'm sure that all these trainers know what they're doing in that aspect. And, you know, they're not like me who doesn't wake up until two o'clock in the afternoon and gets her first sip of water in at 2.30. Could never be me. But, you know, I think that the downtime was probably a little too much for the Jets, and Montreal's probably still riding that high of <laughs> that Game 7 against Toronto, and, you know, a lot of people kind of expected Montreal to come in and get swept because Connor Hellebuck is a brick wall. That man is not real. I think that he just has this... I don't even, like, elite feels like an understatement, and I know that he wasn't nominated for the Vesna this year, but there can only be three finalists, so it is what it is, but when you face the Jets, you know, obviously you're scared of the offense a little bit, but if you have a strong defense and goaltender, like, you're fine, but if you're facing Connor Hellebuck, I, I don't know, that that gives me more anxiety than facing players, um, you know, like... Blake Wheeler, Mark Shifley, who we're going to talk about next. So I'm sure that you all know by now. But last night, uh, Mark Shifley decided to charge at, um, oh my goodness, Josh Evans. And he, like, took the guy out. Okay, I watched the clip 
once once was more than enough and you know after seeing the john tavares tavares situation unfold on video um i really don't think i ever want to watch another violent hit again um he ended up being stretchered out okay you know and then there was a brawl that broke out next to him while he was down on the ice and nikolai ehlers like put his arms out and kind of blocked the brawl from getting close to Evans, who was still on the ice, and I don't believe he was being assessed yet, but he was out cold, and there's a lot of discourse about, okay, like, is this a dirty hit? Was this, you know, intentional? Was it, did he leave his feet? And things like that, and, you know, bad hits happen, and just because it's a legal hit doesn't mean it's not a bad hit. Um, we've talked about head injuries a countless number of times on this show. It's constant co- topic of conversation on the internet when it comes to hockey. And I am just very, very disappointed to see that people are speculating about um, Mark Shifley's a potential, like, substance abuse issues with steroids and Sudafed and analyzing these pictures of his pupils. And it just, it doesn't have anything to do with that. And a lot of people just need to take a step back and remember that these are people's lives we're talking about here. And, you know, last postseason, Mark Shifley's season ended after one game because of that unfortunate collision with Matthew Kachuk. And there was the main difference there was um, Kachuk was immediately remorseful and felt horrible. Retaliation was him getting a concussion, which, you know, two wrongs don't make a right. But, and then Paul Maurice was saying things like, you know, that was intentional. He did all this stuff. And I was really, just everybody was coming for. Matthew Kachuk's head, and then people are here defending Mark Shifley because, oh, he's a good guy, you know, he's a really good guy. Okay, I'm sorry. Please don't make excuses like that. What he did was awful, and I don't care if it's a clean hit or not. You don't go after a defenseless player like that. He wasn't going to play the puck. The puck had already been scored for an empty net goal. And it's just uncalled for, completely unnecessary, and I haven't seen an update on uh, any supplementary punishment, but that is that. Um, Coming up next, we are going to talk about the next batch of 10 games, which of course is our second to last before we jump into the home stretch of the final 16 games tomorrow. Don't know where this week went. Can you believe it? And I know where you need to go if you don't know where the week went. Head on over to rockauto.com to get all of your car, truck, parts, needs, anything you need for your car or truck because, you know, living <laughs> with a vehicle is very expensive. Um, 
I know that some people just spent um, upwards of $1,200 to get an alignment and tires. So before things get that bad, head on over to rockauto.com to check out their unique catalog and their website is super easy to navigate. You can quickly see all the parts available for your car or truck and choose the brands and specifications. And my favorite thing is that they... They don't have different price tiers for your expertise level. You know, uh, their prices are reliably low and they're the same for professionals and the do-it-yourselfers. So why spend twice as much for the same parts? Head on over to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Write locked on in their how did you hear about us section so they know that we sent you. And Rock Auto, amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. RockAuto.com. Wealthfront. Speaking of investments, you know, we, we invest in our cars, we invest in ourselves. Let's invest some money. Wealthfront has everything you need to make it easy. And of course, investing can be complicated, but whether you're a beginner or you've been investing for years, Wealthfront makes it easy. They have the right tools for every portfolio. Wealthfront is trusted with over $20 billion of assets, and you can get your first $5,000 managed for free by going to Wealthfront.com slash LockedOnNHL. All you need is 500 bucks to get started. Grow your wealth the easy way and let Wealthfront do the work for you. Personally, I am somebody who likes to hand over the responsibilities to someone else when I really don't know what's going on. When it involves numbers, somebody else can take care of that. So head on over to wealthfront.com. That's W-E-A-L-T-H-F-R-O-N-T dot com slash locked on NHL to start growing your savings. Go to wealthfront.com forward slash locked on NHL to get started today. Lockdown Flames continues. Don't forget to follow me on Twitter so we can keep the conversation going at Jess Belmosto. Alrighty, so yesterday we got to talk about the end of the Jeff Ward era before it even started, and now we get to talk about what should have been a turning of the page for Calgary, but unfortunately things just spiraled out of control. And at this point, they're playing below 500 hockey. They are not doing too hot in really any sense of the term. But the season goes on whether you like it or not. You don't get a mulligan for playing bad hockey. And, you know, the Flames are playing uh, bad hockey when they lost 7-3 to against the Edmonton Oilers. And that is where we left off last night. And today we're picking up with a 4-3 to win over the Toronto Maple Leafs. And Matthew Kachuk, Chris Tanev, Derek Ryan, and Gio all scored goals. And, you know, you love to see Chris Tanev scoring. You just do, you know? This was the goal, I believe. Yes, this was the game where his... Um, it like it was a weird deflection off of his skate or something from the blue line. And I think it was the fastest scoring goal in franchise history. It was like right at puck drop. It was so funny. And, you know, you obviously love to see Kachuk scoring again and uh, obviously a fourth line center with Ryan scoring. And then the next night they are shut out to nothing. So, you know, we're getting we're getting back into the losing streak here. And you're going to notice that. 
And, you know, they're losing 2-1 to one to Ottawa, 3-1 to one to Ottawa, 3-2 to two to Winnipeg. And then they win against Winnipeg with a Josh Levo goal, a Geo goal, a Sam Bennett goal, and a Manji goal. And, you know, again, they're still playing under 500 hockey, below 500 hockey. And I just think that it's not acceptable for the Flames in any way, shape, or form. I understand that there's a lot of shifting going on between trying to adjust to your new coach, getting used to these new line mates. And, of course, as we've talked about before, the out-of-shapeness and speed of this team, I think that was kind of exposed as a big weakness. And when you're going up against younger teams like the Oilers and even Winnipeg, they're not that young of a team, but they have this element of speed to them that, unfortunately, the Flames just don't have. And it's not like you can bring in a fast player and all of a sudden the the Flames' pace of play will change because, you know, you see... You saw these teams bring in Taylor Hall, who was a, who was a fast player, and, of course, somebody who can play very good hockey... But when they're not surrounded by players of equal talent or, you know, comparable talent, it's it drags the team down. And I don't obviously I don't think that Taylor Hall is responsible for the 19 losses in Buffalo. But I do think that when you are holding a player back, holding a player down like that, it is very detrimental to the team as a whole and to the player because they're going to get used to playing at that slower pace. And I think that's what you see with Sean Monaghan and Gaudreau. I think that there is a lot of, um, I don't know what the word is, but there's this expectation that they'll play well together no matter what. And I just don't think that's the case. I think that it's okay to break them up. You know, they're still teammates. They're not divorcing each other or anything like that. But we saw Gaudreau really, you know, take flight when he was bumped up to that first line. So it'll be interesting to see if that sticks around next season and even if Monaghan's back next season. But coming up next, we will wrap up the show with the final uh, five or six games. But first, let me tell you about AG. BetOnline AG is the number one trusted place for sports betting here at the Locked On Network. You can find your live update to the most basic sports betting props to, of course, the most extreme reality TV political nonsense that you can imagine. BetOnline AG has it all. So head on over to BetOnline AG, sign up for your free account, and... Use promo code locked on for that 50% welcome bonus when you make your first deposit. Who doesn't love free money? And of course, head on over to Bet Online AG, sign up for your free account, make your first deposit, and use promo code locked on for that 50% welcome bonus. Locked on Flames continues. Don't forget to follow me on Twitter at Jess Belmosto. Alrighty, so like I mentioned, we are in the final stretch of this wonderful theme week. I hope that you're having a great time uh, with this theme of the week because, well, I am, and I, <laughs> um, I'm i sorry that it wasn't more exciting and a little bit more in-depth, 
but this is just kind of what I envisioned for the week, and I would love to get some stat heads on here and kind of break it down even further for me. So if you have any recommendations for those stat heads, uh, send them to me on Twitter. We can definitely work something out. And let's see, where was I? So we had that 4-2 win over Winnipeg, and then it comes crumbling down again with one, two, three, four straight losses from uh, Winnipeg, Edmonton, Toronto. Yeah, so Winnipeg, Edmonton, Toronto. So, yeah, four losses. Sorry. Uh, you know, um, the, the only good thing here is that Matthew Kachuk scores. Joachim Nordstrom scored. Um, <laughs> I don't even know. This is just so frustrating looking at it written out like this. I... I don't even know. And then this game against Toronto is a 5-3 loss. And Mangiapane scores one, and uh, Michael Backlund scores two. And it's just kind of, like, <laughs> really defeating. And then we head over to Edmonton, and we have a 5 nothing win with goals from Sean Monaghan, Johnny Gaudreau, Elias Lindholm, Mark Giordano, and Brett Ritchie. So it felt like everybody was scoring that night, and that was such a fun night, you know? You're, I don't know. It just kind of always felt like those big wins, like, were the, would be the time when the Flames were really going to pull it together. And then their next game was another win over Toronto. Um, Valimaki, Lindholm, and Gaudreau scoring. But as we know, this wasn't really the the time or the place or the reason for the Calgary Flames to be making the playoffs. And, of course, there was just never a chance for them. No, there was a chance. There absolutely was a chance for them to turn it around. But they just couldn't do it. You know, it's a little bit frustrating when you do have good players out there who can bring you big wins and then go silent the next night. And I think Markstrom said it best in his postseason or like the, sorry, end of the season meetings and exit meetings and things like that when he was like, I, I hope everybody's a little like P word off right now because I know I sure am. And I get it. I really do because when you look at this roster, it is a playoff roster. If you put in more effort. If you are playing a better game, this team makes the playoffs. But they didn't. They didn't want to do it. And I really think it comes back to them never being on the same page in the same book at all this season. And there were times where it felt like they were, like they'd get like two wins and then it would just fall off and spiral. And then they'd win one game and then they'd spiral back. So... Hopefully next season's a little bit better and we can cross our fingers for that because I, I, new beginnings, folks. New beginnings. Can't harp on the past uh, except for this episode because, well, um, we, we need content for the week. <laughs> but thank you all so much for tuning in today. I hope you have an amazing Thursday night. There's some playoff hockey on tonight as well. And I will catch you all tomorrow with winners and losers of the week. And of course, our final chunk of the season, which 
I believe is, uh, I think it's 12 games we're looking at. 12 or 14 games, <laughs> if my math is correct. But thank you all so much, and I will catch you next time. Bye-bye.